Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as a part of the Armchair Media Network. Week 9 continued the dominance of cat-based mascots like tigers, wildcats, and cougars. Here's I, Rob Paul, the armchair scout, a.k.a. someone who only trusts the interior defensive line and edge draft class. And with me, as always, is AJ, Texas will never be back Marchese. They, uh, they just keep on slipping, Rob. They keep on slipping up. They, just like Matthew McConaughey, I feel like. I feel like their, their career arcs are very similar, but at different times. Please, if that makes no, any please, sense I, Matthew McConaughey is one of my five favorite actors ever. Yeah, but he slipped up. You gotta admit that. Like that's a part of why we love Matthew McConaughey because he's a redemption story. Is he? I guess yeah. The Lincoln commercials were his redemption. Today we'll do some Week Nine superlatives, break down what we saw in the best games, and preview who to watch in Week Ten. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby Driving down to Nashville maybe Looking for a net or bosa Draft Matt Gay on the first day Draft Matt Gay on the second day Just get Matt Gay on your squad Let's go seven rounds, let's go seven rounds together, let's go seven rounds forever, and that's a song. Alright, alright, alright. You know, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you gotta check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they're your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. I'd only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game, live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. My bookie is slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern Time, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits over $100. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code HEAVEN to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code HEAVEN when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. If you're willing to hold it until after 7 p.m., you can get an extra $25 by using promo code HEAVEN25. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait after dinner and take the extra money. 
you win, you play, you win, you get paid, you win again. My bookie. Did you hire a professional voice actor to to do that one? It was just method acting. That was, was playing a character. What was his name? Or his? Uh, Winnie the Winner. I like it. <laughs> that should be the well, uh, the mascot for my bookie. Don't want to get sued by Winnie the Pooh though. Yeah, they're 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 big in the legal uh, arena. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, week nine of college football. Weird week. Not the best. Yeah. Not the best week for high end prospects. No. Before we dive into superlatives, let's just start the top off. That doesn't sound like how you're supposed to say that. Start the top. Off. I like it. Let's start the top off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> talking a little Justin Herbert, the Oregon quarterback, who, after a string of impressive but not extremely consistent performances, he had his worst game of the season. Um, Oregon fell 44-15 to 4-5 and Arizona. It's not like this is <laughs> a great, great Arizona team what, like at all. Um and there was there was talk, I was ready to buy into it as well, that Oregon had a chance to uh before that Washington State game, that Washington State loss, to kind of win out and put themselves in the playoff. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it turns out no. No, no, we <laughs> that was not the right talk, Rob. This Arizona loss is brutal. The Washington State one, it wasn't obviously get it. Yeah. yeah. Like it's this Washington bad, State. Bad They're a good team, but I mean, they rank tenth right now. And, and Herbert had that great second half performance, but this was bad. He only threw for 186 yards, two touchdowns, threw a pick, completed just 50, percent and the worst part was 3.9 yards per attempt. All the worst parts of Justin Herbert's game kind of came out in this in this one. Um, just the we know he's got all these physical tools, and he's got unreal ball placement at times, but. The consistent performance, he, he's just not consistent from drive to drive, mm-hmm. like the way a guy like Josh Rosen or Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold even was. Um, and and uh, too often he trusts his arm, and, and we saw that a bit in the Washington State game where he'll force a ball um, because he trusts his arm so much. I just think some people, like, there's no question Justin Herbert is quarterback one in the 2019 NFL draft class. Yeah, and he's been both of our quarterback one for months now, um, mm-hmm. but after the string of impressive games, I feel like the hype went a little over the top. Like this guy, it, I, I remember we I think we might have mentioned it before. There was talk that scouts thought he he was uh, would be QB one in last year's draft. Yeah, he, that was like he, too much. He's not near Rosen, Mayfield, or Darnold for me, and I no, love Justin I, Herbert. No. And I think he's quarterback. I think one. he like he he might. He's yeah, but he's no, not. He's right now. He is not where those guys were at this time last year. No, no, he he's not. And, and I still believe he's quarterback one and the top ten pick if he comes out. But we gotta temper our expectations. He's not. Um, like he's not some perfect quarterback prospect, and he's got a lot to clean up in his game. And that's why it would make sense for him to return to school. In a maybe a different situation, just because there's this quarterback class is so bad, it almost makes more sense for him to come out. But yeah. Anyway, that's my little spiel about the Justin Herbert. Performance. Yeah, it definitely doesn't help that he's 
trying to carry that Oregon offense, right? Yeah. Like, he, you're talking about forcing forcing balls. and They don't have a lot around him skill position-wise. They have a great offensive line, but they don't have a lot. Like, Dylan Mitchell is just it, and we've talked about Dylan Mitchell before. He's just – he's he's a good college receiver. He just doesn't seem that athletic. Yeah. But, yeah, there's not a lot around Herbert in terms of athleticism at the skill positions. Mm-hmm. We might we might do a little update on Justin Herbert each week. Now that I'm thinking, but just because he's really the only first round quarterback in this class, so you know, kind of keep tabs on him. Sure. Anyway, speaking of quarterbacks, maybe your your best freshman you saw as a quarterback. Who uh, best freshman you saw this week? Spoiler, you spoiled it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's keep let's keep doing the old uh, rehashing of the same guys over and over for best freshman and best sophomore, but. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to pick Trevor Lawrence it, for this spot. And, and it, Go ahead. Sorry, it's just, it is hard to not choose the same. Like, we try to not choose the same guys for best freshman and best sophomore each week, but it, get, yeah. it gets tough. I've also got Trevor Lawrence this week. Okay, I think this is the week that Trevor Lawrence actually deserves to be here. Like, I mean, he has before, but you know what I mean? This is the week. This was his, I know that, his most yeah. impressive game, I thought. That's yeah. That's what I was trying to say, but I'm too stupid. What else is <laughs> the completion? Yeah, completion percentage wasn't great, but uh, he threw over three fourteen, four touchdowns, and this was the game where it just felt like, like this was like the one where like you know all this hype about Trevor Lawrence, it really looked like mm-hmm. a guy the, who's going to be a dominant quarterback. The arm talent is impressive. He's not. He just made it look so easy. And he's not afraid to push the ball downfield. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, and he, like he's he's six six two oh five, and looks like he could put thirty pounds on his frame. Yeah, like he did a good job of trusting, uh, especially T Higgins. Yeah, uh, on on the especially in the red zone too. Mm-hmm. Pl- placed the ball really well on, on both of those touchdown he, balls. He looks right, like yeah. a future first round quarterback. I know it's Pretty like late in the early, he's played like eight games or whatever, but yeah, he, he the, just the arm talent is insane. Um, best sophomore. Uh, I'm gonna go with a guy that kind of just popped into my radar. I don't know too much about him. Just a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, Penn State defensive end Yatur Gross Matos. <laughs> I'm guessing he's six five two sixty two. Uh, over the last two games, uh, Iowa and what they play last week, Indiana. He's had nineteen tackles, six for for loss, and four sacks. So kind of just a guy who's emerged all of a, a sudden. Big athletic dude. Bit, yeah, big numbers and for sure a guy worth keeping your eye on. Um, that Penn State team's weird this year, but they have young talent on it, like quiet, yeah. quietly between him and Hamler at receiver and uh, Parsons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with T Higgins. The I yeah, as I was saying mine, I'm like, oh, that would have been a good pick, but hey, you did it. Um, not his best like output in terms of yards: six catches, sixty-two yards, two touchdowns. But it, it, he he just. From week to week, I kind of always have him as one of the guys that could put here, and I, I haven't yet, so figured might as well. Yeah, for sure. He looks like the next Clemson receiver they produce. 6'4", 200. Mm-hmm. We've seen him make dynamic downfield plays. In this game, he really showed off his ability in the red zone. Um, height, weight, speed guy. He first caught my attention uh, in their spring game because, you know, I'm a big Clemson spring game guy. Lawrence hooked up with him on a deep bomb in that game, and just, I don't know. Thinking that they have Lawrence Higgins and Etienne back next year, and, and yeah. they're undefeated in the number two team in the country right now with a freshman quarterback <laughs> and their two best skill guys being true sophomores, that's spooky. 
I would. I think it's gonna be fun to see. I hope you get it. Like Trevor Lawrence against the Bama defense. I know it's obviously stacked against Lawrence, but it's still gonna be fun to see. Yeah, see how uh, such a young passer handles it. Where he is, yeah, already, yeah. Um, best overall prospect you saw? Again, you you touched us on the top. I feel like it was just a weird week in college football in general. Like lots of just strange upsets, like the Washington one and that. Yeah, the Pac-12 just eats itself. They. Yeah, the Mississippi State game. Like, just a lot of, like, weird, not monster upsets. Nothing that really matters in the grand scheme of things, just weird ones. Uh, and also, like, a bad week for the top prospects. So, I'm going to throw a guy in here who had a flashy game, and I, I think we both loved before the season. Uh, and we haven't mentioned too much. Nikhil Harry, the wide receiver from Arizona State. Uh, he had that crazy... Uh, the one-handed DeAndre catch. Hopkins. Yeah. yeah, DeAndre Hopkins catch, and all of a sudden, move over OBJ. <laughs> we have four catches, 95 yards, touchdown, and a beautiful punt return touchdown. It, I think, I think Arizona State's just not using they him don't correctly use him right at all. They're trying to get the like he's a big physical. Like, I, I, have you seen anyone that's really like him? Mike Williams at Clemson. I feel like Williams doesn't have the movement skills that Harry does. Though. Mike Williams is a better athlete than Harry. You think so? I do. Before the injury. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Sorry. I, I I don't think he's the yak guy. I guess he had some good yak stuff. I I, so, yeah, I think that's a fair. Just just because they're both big. I, Harry's a lot thicker though. I think. Yeah. But, yeah. Williams is does Williams is more Des Bryant-y than Harry. Yeah. Yeah. You're. Uh, I'm just trying to think of a. No, no. It's a good. It's a, you're 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 close. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I think this the just talking Harry. This was one of the more dynamic games we've seen from him at Arizona yeah. State. With obviously the 92 yard punt return, the 44 yard touchdown catch, the one handed catch on the sideline. He mm-hmm. he's a guy who he's going to be so polarizing in the in the uh, evaluation because he's he's big. He makes these crazy flash plays, but he's just. It's not consistent. There's going to be questions about his athleticism. Um, but, like you said, Arizona yeah. State is not good. At, they use him like he is a bubble screen receiver when they should be using yeah. him as a downfield guy on 50-50 balls. For, for, and we saw more of them using him that way last year. Last year, for sure. And this year it's been rare to see him use that way. I mean, like we've mm-hmm. ta- I th- We probably talked about it before. His bowl game last year, for example. Yeah. And yep. it's just like, I, I think it's just going to be a tough eval because they're not using him well. Testing is going to matter a lot for him. I think so, too. But... Like, he currently I, sits as my second receiver. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, this season has given me more questions than answers with him. I get that. I get that. But but this game was... I'm still, I'm still a big fan, yeah. Like, the just... I didn't think he had that 92-year punt return just the way... He, he cut to the sideline, cut up, and just every, I didn't think he had that in him. So. Yeah, but yeah, I went with uh, Josh Allen, the Kentucky edge slash linebacker slash do it all mm-hmm. man. He's had a fantastic year. He's helped his stock almost as much as probably anybody this year. Yeah, uh, against Missouri in their last second win, eleven tackles, two TFLs, two sacks. He's come a long way as a pass rusher this year. Last year it was a lot of I thought he'd be. Um, last year I thought he was more like this is going to be a guy who who becomes an off-ball linebacker in the NFL and learns just because yeah. he was such a raw pass rusher. And this year he's 
been much more technically skilled as a pass rusher that now I think maybe not that like I think he can be a legit edge. He's also added twenty pounds, so he's two sixty now. But <laughs> yeah, that's like I I the talk of top ten prospect is too rich for me. But he's put himself into first round range, I believe. That's fair. He has really set up his game this year. Yeah, he and it's like an every week thing with him. It's not he's not yeah. been last year's inconsistent um with like his big performances this year's every mm-hmm. week he's he's been Kentucky's best player um anyone shooting up the board I just again weird week I threw this name out there because of the uh, DK Metcalf vacuum um I threw Kelvin Harmon's name oh here. yeah Kelvin Har- Kelvin Harmon is the correct answer okay good uh, 11 catches 247 yards two touchdowns toast Syracuse yeah, this, I mean, they, they lost, still lost. But, well, hey, when you're playing Eric Dungey, you're not going to win. You know, speaking of Dungey, maybe we'll hear his name later. Oh. Spoiler alert, you don't, but it's okay. Uh, but, yeah, he's kind of like, I guess, in the same mold as DK, the bigger athletic guy. So, just kind of. He, he reminds me a lot of Alshon Jeffrey. You think? Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the comp I have down. That's what I see with him. He's uh, so fantastic on ball. I don't think he's the athlete that Metcalf, Metcalf is. Yeah. Not to mm-hmm. say I think he's a bad athlete by any means. Um, but, like, Metcalf is, I think, such a rare combination at, like, being 230 and moving the way he moves. Um, Harmon's a freak with uh, adjusting the passes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to test really well uh, in terms of vertical and broad jump. Um He's a guy I think's gonna be a back end first round type, or even mid first round. Is, yeah, uh, the receiver class is really interesting because I think there's like there's almost like ten guys you could argue to be in the top five. For sure, yeah, it's a deep class and it's good. And it's been uh, it's been kind of inconsistent from week to week, like in terms yeah, of sure. like Calvin Harmon had a bit of a slow start to the season. I can't remember who they played like two weeks ago. He he didn't do all that much. Uh, Clemson, uh, it was Clemson, Clemson game, Clemson, yeah. yeah. And then like, um, obviously we talked to Kill Harry a little bit. Decaf gets hurt. Uh, did I just call him Decaf? DK Metcalf. I like it. No, um, let's pretend like that's a real nickname. Okay. Um, Debo Samuel in South Carolina have had a weird year. Um, there's yeah, there's a lot sure. of projection with guys like Colin Johnson or AJ Brown. It's just, mm-hmm. it's. A deep wide receiver class, but all of a sudden it's... I don't think it's as top-heavy as originally thought. Um, but it... Our Seagull White's like... That's... Was, that's stepped yeah, up. I, I have him as, I think, my third receiver right now. I love J.J. Our Seagull White's side. He's also going to test... Better than anyone expects. I think so. I think so, too. Throw on the tape if you haven't and... Enjoy. You think, yeah, you, you think he's this big, just jump ball guy, but he moves very well. And and, and he he um he's not a bad route runner at all. Nope, not at all. He's he's quietly a very complete receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of inconsistencies at receiver, maybe who's sliding down your board? Yeah, I think we both have the same guy here, right? Denzel Mims. Lots of receiver talk. Yeah, it's yeah. Denzel Mims. He couldn't. Uh, have, I don't think he could have had a worst week. For sure. In a yeah. game that. Probably have more eyes on it than most Baylor games do. Yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, the, the the real marquee play was just the really terrible drop that led to the pick. Mm-hmm. That 
Uh, d- yeah, go ahead. He just uh, it was on Thursday night against West Virginia. That's gonna mm. have more eyes on it than most Baylor games. And yeah, two catches, twenty nine yards, two drops. One ended up as an INT. None of the neither of the catches ended up until the game was over in the third. He quarter. he was just like irrelevant throughout. Yeah, and he's a guy who some people. Um, like, he definitely has the ability to be a top-five receiver. You see it in flashes. You see the uh, – yeah, for he's sure. Just, and, and that's the thing with a lot of the receivers. They're just so damn raw. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a tall, twitchy, catch-radius yeah. monster. Mims, Mims has, like, some of the fanciest feet I've ever seen, at, like, for his size. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's one thing that really he, intrigues me about him. But, like, just going through – like, okay, there, you've, got, you've got guys who are, like, freaky raw – Mims, Hakeem Butler, even you could DK Metcalf almost fits under that just because I think his ceiling's so high. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like guys who I think are more refined, but maybe the ceiling isn't as high, like JJ Arcega Whiteside, Kelvin Harmon. Um, Is he the safest one in this group? JJ? Whiteside? He might yeah. be. Just because just DK's hurt? Or just yeah. post. I. The, I, think, the, I think he is. It, he might be. I think Riley Ridley's quietly very safe. Yeah, but why don't they use him? But they, they don't use Isaac Nata either until they play Florida, and he looked like... Uh, he, he's my out-of-nowhere prospect, because oh, so. I was going to shit on them. Sorry. We'll, uh, we'll <laughs> save it then. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave okay. that to you. Go, no, just go into it now. It's fine, pal. Okay, yeah. So, Isaac Nata, clearly not out-of-nowhere. We've known about him for a long time. He was a, a, a five-star, I think, right? Yeah, or at least a four star for sure. Uh, like even with the uh, last year, they they didn't use him. They still don't use him. He had was probably the biggest game of his career this week against Florida. What did he have? Four for seventy five. Something I think? like that. Something like that. Uh, so I'm going to throw him in the out of nowhere prospect because we finally signed with the ball in his hands, which we never did before because they never used him, and it, they're stupid for not. And like also like I, there was a great lead in with Ryan Ridley, but like. Why can't they get them going? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's strange. Titan seems like the easiest. Sorry to interrupt you. Titan seems like the easiest position to kind of get going for a young quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah, as like a safety net. Yeah, like it's not that hard to get the ball into their hands. Usually they're forgotten or just maybe Jake Fromm's not as good as people claim. Um, it's been okay, but yeah, not on Ridley. Both look so good when they're involved and they're just used so inconsistently it's bizarre I tell you they, they save them for the playoffs smart it, it's dude it's kirby smart that's a weird lead in he knows how to not use tight ends baby uh my i don't know where prospect is I man this is just receiver week I've, i it is I've just, just this is like a, yeah literally that's the name of the episode receiver week i'm writing that okay. down um couldn't remember that, and I get it. <laughs> it's, life's hard. Um, I went with Tyler Johnson, the Minnesota receiver. Minnesota. Played Indiana on a Friday night. Uh, went for As you do. Five, uh, five for 102 and two TDs. Tyler Johnson's a guy who I watched in the summer, and I liked what I saw, and I thought he could be a guy who like, quietly is a fourth-ish round pick and, and ends up a contributor in the NFL. I he reminds me a little of Kenny Stills, to be honest. Um, 
I, I think he's a pretty decent route runner. He's got enough athleticism. I think there's something there with Tyler Johnson. And I thought I think he was getting hyped on Twitter too. There was. Yeah, there was hype before the game. Because I saw them comp him to the Tampa Bay Lightning forward. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> By the same name, obviously. Uh, yeah, so I, this receiver class is just very deep. There's lots of guys like Tyler Johnson who are not being talked about, but... You know what's funny? All the guys from last year uh, in the receiver class kind of complement all the dudes from this year. You know what I mean? Like, There's the bigger guys. There's the kind of the slot guys. I guess slot last year. But then last year was like the yak guys. Do I have something? Am I, am I making sense here, Robert, now? Kind of. Because <laughs> of the talk last year was all like, oh, there's no wide receiver one, which is, I think, stupid because Calvin Ridley was clearly yeah. just not a prototype, but he is one. Hey, and, and DJ Moore had himself a nice game this week. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, him and Kirk are the yak. Anyways, who cares? Let's shut up, AJ. Thank you. <laughs> uh, any prospects make you look stupid or are you going to have a stupid quote? <laughs> uh, stupidity is a talent for misconception, and I never misconceive, Rob. I always conceive. I'll, That's from Edgar uh, Allen Poe. Okay. Poll. Um, I went with... Exact quote. I went with Iowa State's receiver, Hakeem Butler, who I was slow to buy into the hype. Well, it was because it was too much too quick. That's why. Uh, against Texas Tech, man, he was freaky. Four catches, 140 yards of TD. Um, just that size, the speed at that size. He's 6'6", 225. He was making crazy downfield plays. He's got so much circus catch ability. He's also the contact balance and yak ability from a guy that tall is so rare. He's a guy who... I, I need, like, actual tape on before I anoint him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I like, definitely a guy in the top five receiver conversation at this point. Yeah. Like, Only a sophomore, right, Richard? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is he Richard sophomore or is he true junior? I'm not sure. Same thing. Who cares? Um, <laughs> but, yeah. But the, the question of him coming out is there, is what I'm saying. I don't know if it is anymore. He, you think he's going to come out? Uh, he just might, especially when Matt Campbell's taking over the Browns. <laughs> and Jason Kendall, the offense. Man, Baker's going to be throwing touchdowns to Hakeem Butler very soon. Um, best prospect. I have a, f- a fucking receiver written down for like so many things this week. Best prospect I, versus prospect matchup. I, I just put Nikhil Harry versus Iman Marshall because I feel like that's a nice matchup on paper. And uh, Yes, Harry didn't beat him, but... Marshall didn't have a big game or anything, but yeah. I think that's a good matchup for Marshall, like to, to see where he's at too. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. Um so yeah, I, got that. I went with uh, a little bit of a more low key one. A game I, I went out of my way to tune in to for this matchup though. Um Anthony Ratliff Williams versus Bryce Hall, the North Carolina receiver versus the Virginia corner. Mm-hmm. Um They they like Bryce Hall is really good. And he showed up again this week. Uh, he broke up two passes, recovered a fumble. He is just a press man, tall, lean, press man, cor- cover corner. I like him a lot. Um, I think he's a top 10 corner for sure. Uh, Anthony Ratliff-Williams had a quieter game. Um, they, he didn't get that many targets. He had 51 yards on two grabs. But he he's just another guy who is, is like, because of the depth in this class, maybe he's a third or fourth round pick but he he looks like a nfl contributor for sure this receiver class is weird it's interesting yeah for sure 
Um, Prospect, do I play the box score? Uh, I don't got any this week, Ron. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, Brian Burns, Florida State's edge rusher against Clemson. Got hurt. Right? One tackle, one hurry. This guy, I, 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 I swear Florida State's players just gave up. And, like, this guy <laughs> was going 100 did. miles an hour all game. He was beating Mitch Hyatt. He, he wasn't getting sacks, but Brian, Bur- yeah. Brian Burns is a monster. In that game, like, I feel like a lot of edge rushers um, in the Burns mold where they're tall, lean, twitchy, freaky dudes mm-hmm. sometimes have motor questions. Brian Burns absolutely doesn't. Brian Burns is a gamer, man. This is like, I think he could be a top 10 pick. I love Brian Burns. Um, any prospects being overhyped? Uh, I got one from one man. Apparently, uh, I don't. I'm not an ESP in, insider, so uh, my sources oh, may God, be wrong. We might have oh. the same person. Yeah, we, we do. Uh, Tom McShay has Jawan Taylor the flight oh, attack. Oh, never mind. Never 10. mind. But mine is also based off something that Tom McShay okay. has. Okay, let's hear it. Let's go. Oh, my, mine's just Nathan Stanley, the Iowa quarterback. Oh yeah, he had a rough week this week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jawan Taylor, we saw that McShay has him as a top 10 player, has him above of Jonah Williams. Yeah. Jonah Williams is the only left tackle I'm sure of being a top 10 pick. Yeah, I know. It's not a great group. I mean, Edwards, I, I like, I, I like Edwards and I like Kajust. And I think they're both first round, um, and starting tackles in the NFL. When it's all said and done. Yeah. But I don't like, I, I think there's like Jawan Taylor is definitely intriguing. He had a huge game against DeAndre Walker, the Georgia edge rusher. But to all of a sudden say he's a top ten player is insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, here you top of mine. I'll top of yours. I I kind of like Nate Stanley in the summer, but I don't know, man. It's just he's yeah, he's not it. Like, he's I think he should return to school. For yeah, I think he's gonna be a good like backup quarterback. Yeah, I think probably. that too. Like I think there's a lot of those in this. Yeah, like I think if he declared, he would be a day three pick, and I think I'd like yeah. some things about him where I think he can be a decent backup quarterback in the NFL. But yep. okay, against Penn State, he was horrible. He lost the game on the, an interception at the end of the game. Threw two picks, yeah. four point two per attempt, thirty six point seven percent. I actually watched the his tape against Wisconsin today. He's just he stares down receivers too frequently, and he's just inaccurate. Like he's not an accurate passer. Like, I think there are times he pushes the ball downfield and it, it's impressive using his tight ends, but a lot, like his short accuracy is pretty inconsistent. Yeah, I in the summer, I thought he threw... He missed high a lot. Yeah, like, he's a guy... He, he would... I would recommend return to school. Otherwise, he's like a guy you develop to be a backup in the NFL. Yeah, I had a day three grade yeah. on him. But yeah, I, I just as a backup guy... Like, the fact that he struggles to get Hawkinson and Fant consistently involved is scary because Hawkinson and Fant, I I currently have Hawkinson Fant as tight end one, Hawkinson as tight end two. Like that's insane. Yeah, I was got they're freaks, man. The both of them are freaks. And uh, anyway, so any small school guys catch your eye? Uh, this is a guy that we I think we both liked a lot in the summer. We haven't said his name yet since the season kicked off, Rob. Uh, he got his first sack this week. It's Marquise Copeland, the, the interior defender for Cincinnati. Uh, I just want to get him on here because he got his first sack. He had two TFLs. He had a pass deflection. Uh, I think they, yeah, they want to know. He OT. might be a fourth round pick. He'll probably be like a fourth round pick, but like 
I think there's starting traits with him. Like, like if you're looking at last year, like a Dedrin Sinak guy. Who, uh, That's interesting. Yeah, I played a lot this year for the Falcons. He got hurt. He's hurt right now. Right? very but. fucking good. So that's good. Yo, yeah. yeah, he's been a top, uh, at least a top fifteen rookie. That was a big Seneca. He, uh, I don't th- he, did he get hurt this Sunday? Uh, did he? I don't know. I think he was on the report. I can't remember now. Yeah, he, he played. He played last week, and he was really good again. Did he? I love me some DeAndre Sinek. Anyway, sorry, that's off topic. Um, not really. Yeah, uh, but no, that's it. that's it. Like Copeland does, just because the the interior D line class is insanely deep. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't look like a guy who would go above the fourth round, but he's a guy you who no, yeah. you could get in the fourth round, and I think he can contribute. I agree. Early. Like I, I need to see this year's mm-hmm. tape. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Just based off summer grades, we both liked him a lot. Yep. Just, well, like, he's he was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I went with another receiver because it's receiver week. <laughs> I'm with Cody Thompson, the Toledo receiver. All right. Six grabs, 63 yards, but three touchdowns against Western Michigan. They've been kind of quiet, eh? Like All those... three of them, yeah. Yeah. Deontay Johnson's not not having the year I was hoping. But Cody Thompson trash talks with the best of them. Uh, he's a big <laughs> physical receiver. I don't think he's, like, some top receiver prospect. But I do think he's a guy who's going to make a roster in the NFL. I think he can be. A sp- he had that sick block punt earlier in the year too for Toledo. That he like he blocked it and it just as he blocked it, he also caught it and scored. <laughs> block punt of the year. Um, I think he can contribute. Ooh, that's it's kind of early to say that one, Rob. <laughs> I think he can contribute on special teams. Um, and yeah, he's just a guy. Who I, I just I think he'll make an NFL roster. So like a like a Tanner McAvoy comp. Oh no, God no! He's nowhere near that kind of athlete. <laughs> he doesn't have that arm yet. Tanner McAvoy can play safety, receiver, and quarterback. <laughs> and special, he's pretty solid in special teams. Not anymore. He's he's nowhere. But anyways. all right, hopping into the week nine games now. Number six, too wonky for me, Rob. Sorry, too wonky for me this week. <sighs> Number six, Texas falls thirty-eight, thirty-five to Oklahoma State. OK State's just been so up and down this year, eh? This, they're a weird team. They got a sophomore receiver. I could, probably should have picked for sophomore of the week, but I want to talk with T. Higgins. Tillin, Tylen, Tillin, Wallace. Ten catches, 222, and two TDs. Um, there's a lot of sophomore guys catching my eye this year. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the next year's draft's always better than this year's draft. Ain't that right? It's, it's true. <laughs> um... Wait, do, do you remember before the 2018 draft when they were saying that about like the 2019 quarterback? That was like what? Yeah, that that's the that one like time the, I've been like, nah, you can, you're just saying that to say that. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, last year, that, last just, year's quarterback class is like the best one I've ever seen. I think it's going to go down in history. I mean, not the most amazing starts from any of these guys, but like, but you're seeing. It's hey, not babe, bad. We've, we've talked about it. You want to see the flashes? No rookie quarterback is ever actually yeah. good, yep. except for RG three. That's um, true. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Chris Boyd, the Texas corner, was suspended for the first quarter of the game. Um, didn't have his best game. Brandon Jones, the Texas safety, didn't look all that good. And it's not even like Justice Hill went off or anything for OK State. Decent game, but yeah. Yeah, it was just not a good game from Texas's defense. They need to do a better job of getting Humphrey and Colin Johnson involved. Like, it, it feels like every week they get like sixty yards each. Yeah, but they're much. both and such huge, freaky dudes. You think you could? 
have one of them go off every once in a while. We're seeing pack or Big Twelve receivers go for two hundred yards. Let's, <laughs> it's true, it is the Big Twelve, yeah. Like I don't know, it's just a thought I had. Um, yeah, I don't think Texas is, is back. Uh, also, Jordan Brailford, the adjunct Oklahoma State, had a decent little game. He's a guy to keep an eye on. I don't know if he'll come out just because the depth in the class, but I'm kind of surprised they haven't. Sorry, Rob. I'm kind of surprised. Okay, see, he hasn't tried to use Drew Brown yet. I know this was a solid game from Cornelius, but like before this, uh, Taylor Cornelius is a top ten name in college football. If he was in Iowa or Nebraska, yes, but uh, number nine Florida falls to number seven Georgia, thirty six seventeen. We talked a little bit about Isaac Nada, uh, five for seventy three. Yeah, and um, I talked. DeAndre Walker had, I think, one of. If not, it was probably the worst game of uh, his season for Georgia. He just Jawan Taylor stoned him every time. Top ten player. What? Top ten player, Jawan Taylor. Yeah, and uh, it just which just brought about questions for me. Like Walker doesn't seem that athletic or that strong, and I know there's he had some impressive games earlier in the season. I think he's a draftable player. I just don't think he's a guy who would go before round four and maybe not even that early. You know who won't get drafted, Rob? Who? Felipe Franks. Because he's not eligible. Ever, I mean, he's bad. Stop. Heck of a name. Um, DeAndre Baker had another really nice game. Um, They still couldn't get Riley Ridley involved. I don't think this Georgia defense is that good, though. It's not. Like, like DeAndre Baker's kind of... Like I don't know who who else is even a day two pro like yeah who else is even a day two prospect on the defense? No one. Like I don't think. Like Ledbetter is probably Ledbetter and Tyler Clark are probably the next two guys after DeAndre Baker, and I don't yeah. think either of them would be uh, third round picks. So yeah, I don't know. It's weird. J.R. Reed had a bad game too. He's a bad season, and uh, I don't know the Florida. I. I Polite made some. Kind of, Polite made one crazy play. Uh, kind of quiet overall, though. Yeah, him, him and Zaniga seem very good, though. Um, there's like there's not that much talent on this Florida offense, obviously. Voshan Joseph's gonna be a weird eval. I don't think he'll come out this year, but just because he's not big, but he's always involved. Mm-hmm. He had a really big stat game. He does that every week. He's like. Hey, Chauncey Chauncey Gardner was kind of hitting. This was his best game of the season. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he tried to tackle. (laughs) (laughs) He was coming up and laying the wood. I saw it once or twice. He just needs to do it consistently and not bail on tackles. Like we've seen him lay the wood before, and we've talked about it. It's just not consistent. Yeah, I know. Um, Yeah, Elijah Holyfield didn't have his best game. DeAndre Swift kind of carried the load for them. I still like Holyfield, though. It's interesting in a weird running back class. Um, okay, number 12, Kentucky beat Missouri 15-14. On- Why was Mizzou, like, favored by as much as they were? Bro, it took an untimed down to win on a weird pass interference that shouldn't have... Like, Missouri kind of got robbed. Yeah, but UK still would have covered. Oh, yeah. It was a... I don't know. Because they're at home? I don't know. Drew Locke. It was the like, Drew Locke hype like is alive not- and well after... Yeah. He couldn't do anything against Kentucky. Wasn't it like nine though? Like Mizzou? Anyways, 
Um, I can't remember. It was high though. Drew Locke's not good. Like, he's for, please stop. One hundred and sixty-five, six point one per attempt, fifty-five. He's not an accurate guy. He fumbled twice. <laughs> like I get that he has a big arm. He also doesn't have an arm that's anywhere near what Josh Allen had last year. Yeah, he's no, obviously no. nowhere near the athlete that J- Josh Allen. Like, <laughs> no. to me, jo- Josh Allen's. If you put these guys side by side, Josh Allen. I'm taking Josh Allen over Drew Lock every day. I agree. And I it's... had a third round grade on Josh Allen. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't understand the Drew Lock stuff at all. Um, it's like his his feet are c- cement. He stared down some receiver. Like it's not a lot. And the Josh Allen thing, people. Like, Josh Allen stands would be like, well, he plays at Wyoming. He's got nothing around him. Oh, that. I thought you were talking about the linebacker, Josh Allen. Are you serious? No. Oh. This was a bad okay. joke. Oh, <laughs> maybe it was such a good joke, I believed you. Um, yeah. But it's not like Locke has nothing around him. Like, Albert O's one of the best tight ends in the country. He's got one of the best offensive lines in the country. Yeah. Um, he, Emmanuel Hall is Crockett's out, but solid. Crockett and Roundtree are a solid running back duo. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't see it with Locke. Um, Me either. Terry Beckner is the best Missouri prospect. Him, him or I, I don't love Alberto. I think Terry Beckner is the best guy, but Beckner had a huge game. Um, he's the best player in Missouri in this game. Uh, again, we, t- we talked a little bit about uh, Josh Allen. Derek Beatty's continuing to be a guy that you're going to love when the Seahawks draft him in the fourth round. <laughs> yeah, we got Trey Flyers. We don't need any more tall. If players. you're looking for a tough day three smart safety, Mike Edwards is that guy from Kentucky. I like him a lot. Um, Benny Snell didn't have his best game, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know how early I'd take Benny Snell. I don't know if – I don't know how well he would test. Uh, he feels like uh... – a late third? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, me. no, that's what I'm thinking. It's, again, best, it's a weird running back class. Um, are we, we going to talk about Utah? No, we're not. I'm, so I'll just bring him up now. Zach Moss, the Utah running back, has been damn impressive. He had a big week this week. Yeah, right? two, t- 200 and something. Yeah, oh, yeah, UCLA. You fucked him up. 26 carries for 211, three touchdowns. Yeah, he's, a, he's had a really nice season. And I, he's a guy who I, I liked as a day three prospect in summer grades. And he's... I think he's going to be uh, in the top five running back talk. Interesting. Caleb Wilson had a decent game, by the way, going into that game, but who cares? But who cares? Tight end class is so deep. And what? I wonder if he'll come out now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just because the hype has completely disappeared this year, just because they suck. Yeah. <laughs> they are bad. Speaking of Pac-12, Washington State beat Stanford last second, 41-38. Washington State um, was ranked 14, Stanford ranked 24. Hey, Gardner Minshew's hype is like actual like draftable now, dude. Dude, you gotta start. Like, I think he's like I don't think he's no. Good. I'm kidding. Like, he's gonna be at the combine, bro. Yeah, he's gonna, sure. He'll be at the Senior Bowl. When he's like leading the country in passing, isn't he? Is he? I don't know. He's he's not bad. There's things to like is in the in that backup no, quarterback. We talked about it before. He's taken a big step yeah. this year, and oh. Uh, he runs the system very, very well. I have a question for you. Uh-oh. Is James Williams the James White of college football? Yeah. Thank you. Okay, good. I feel good about myself now. I think that's – I was going to say, the Pats should have used James uh, White a lot more last night. But anyways. And that's why they'll draft James Williams. 
It probably. I mean, it was okay. stupid. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, okay. And Min- Minshew is leading the country by like almost 300 yards. No, 300 Minshew's yards. better than Luke Falk. He's not. He doesn't get rattled like Luke Falk did. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but like, he's not much better. Like, no, but Luke Falk got drafted, so. I know, but he because everyone loves Luke Falk. They're gonna be such great offense coordinators. Yeah. Uh, KJ Costello. Uh, the, okay, Stanford just gotta commit to this passing game. Like, I know Bryce Love's numbers look great. Um. He he's still only like six carries. They've really moved away, and I, I like it's. You can't blame the offense for this loss. Like Caden Smith and JJ Arcega Whiteside are just power forwards. Just throw it up to them every play. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, I um. By the way, I have J or not JJ. I have Caden Smith. I think as tight end three right now with a Tyler Eifert Tyler Eifert comp. So I'll just let one. that settle in. And JJ obviously had another huge game. JJ's gonna be a weird guy to come up with a comp for. It's more athletic JoJo versus. Stop it. Um, what's, what's JoJo versus initials, Rob? Get me out of here. Can we have, is it too early to end the show? Uh, <laughs> okay, another Pac-12, just Pac-12 eating themselves. Number 15, Washington yeah, Falls. 12-10 to Cal. What happened here, boys? J- Jake bad. Browning got benched. The backup threw pick six. Uh, hey, at least I think everyone now knows Jake Browning isn't it. Like... I know people, like, moved on from Jake Browning being, like, a top 10 quarterback. But, like, now we'll now definitely won't even think he's draftable, at least. Mm-hmm. And, and poor Benber Curvin had another great game. <laughs> Greg Gaines had his best game of the season. This Gaines has been kind of, like, not talked about at all this year. I feel like it's just because he's a big nose tackle. Yeah. And he's not, like, one of the, like, he's not Vita Vea where he's a freaky a- athlete no, from that no, size. He's just big white yeah, guy. big white guy. And he's not Harrison Phillips, where he's all world eating up stats. Yeah, he's just a big, just white, big guy. white guy. <laughs> but you gotta love him for it. Oh yeah, and he doesn't wear anything on his arms. <laughs> John Gruden will be drafting him. I mean, probably. Uh, they went with two uh, like three tech guys last year. So this poor defense, man. They they they, they held Cal to like five points <laughs> and lost. Sucks. At least should, the Jake Brown show is finally going to be over soon. Um, should have held him to three points, Rob. Jacob Eason time, baby. Big arm. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Laird had an R8 game. Patrick Laird's going to be an uh, interesting CFL running back. <laughs> or a Patriot. <laughs> or a, yeah, else. or a Patriot. Uh, Vic Wharton, also Patriot. I like yeah. Vic Wharton. His numbers haven't been that good this year, and their passing game's oh. been terrible. But I like Vic Wharton. Like, as a UDFA, I want him in my camp. That's um, In their corner, Cameron Bynum had a pick, a pass breakup. He's pretty good. Uh, okay, Texas A&M, 13, lost to Mississippi State, 28-13. Um, Jay Sternberger had his worst game of the season. Travion Williams is really inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, when Mississippi State can run the ball, they produce. That's the main takeaway. And pretty much. But, uh, yeah. A&M's got some guys on defense. Like Otero, Alaka, their linebacker's interesting. Landis Durham's a little interesting. Dalen Mack. Um, Sweat and Simmons didn't put up huge numbers. Both played well, though. Uh, so I, don't, I don't know. This game kind of sucked. Yeah, it's bad. I don't know. SEC football kind of kind of sucks. Unlike so. this, number 17 Penn State defeats number 18 yeah. Iowa 30-24. to 24. 
no, it's pretty. No, I guess it was okay. Game. Stanley bad. Hawkinson fant good. They don't know how to use them enough. Anthony Nelson's going to be a weird eval at the edge for Iowa. He's massive. He's powerful. Showed some athleticism in this game. Um, what else? Uh, oh, what's his name? Trace McSorley's awful. Stop. <laughs> People on Twitter, don't try to tell me he's an NFL quarterback. Please. Uh, uh, he had a 51-year touchdown run, Rob. Looks like he's an NFL running back then. It might be. Uh, if he was four inches taller, my comp would be Taysom Hill. That's big. That's But he's not, so... Uh, Miles Sanders had another mad game. He's inconsistent, but there's some things to like there. Um, Amani Oruwari had it, one of his best games of the year, so that's good. He's come out of that slump. Uh, Syracuse 51, NC State 41. Ryan Finley had one of his better games, so there's that. And Calvin Harmon housed Syracuse, and they still lost. I mean, it's Eric Dungey, dude. Is Eric Dungey... A CFL prospect. Eric Dungey's legit one of the most underrated players in college football. Oh, he de- definitely is. <laughs> like, I, I laugh, but I'm being serious, yeah. Like, this 27-38, 4-11, three touchdowns, no picks. I I don't see why he wouldn't be a CFL prospect. He's got all the tools. Yeah, like, he seems like I got... Maybe not the, may, maybe not the arm for the CFL, but... An NFL PA bull guy. Yeah, he'll be there. See you there. See you there, Eric. Uh, Iowa State 40, Texas Tech 31... Oh, that's it? Okay. Yeah, well, I don't know. What do you want to add? <laughs> no, ta- I don't. We talked about Calvin Harmon. I don't like talking about Ryan Finley. I love I love when he moved on from games. <laughs> okay. Uh, your boy Antoine Wesley had another huge one. I think like fourth what? in the country receiving years. Receivers so. in this draft, there are so many big ones. And like TJ Vasher didn't have a massive game, but he still played well. Um, Hakeem Butler, obviously, as well. All these, all these big 12 receivers, man. Um... Who else? Oh, David Montgomery didn't have, like, his best game. But, and I get he's not a great athlete, but guess who else was in Cream Hunt? Yeah. And he runs so hard. His contact balance is elite. And I don't think he's, like, a terrible athlete. I just don't think he's going to run a fast 40 type athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Like, I'm, I'm. You know who else is in Tesswell? Down I'm ready for, like, I'm okay with David Montgomery being my running back one. Me too. I love David. He, he seems to be somewhat polarizing, though, based off Twitter. He is. He is. Um, yeah. And finally, Arizona State 38, USC 35. We talked Nikhil. Uh, f- fire uh, Clay Helton. Like, yeah, I, I know. I don't they, get this. No. And they took... You're USC. How do you not find something better? It's sad. It is sad. Bring Pete back. Yeah, retweet. <laughs> um... <laughs> Repeat? Man- oh, yeah. we can, can, we, can we get that trending? Yeah. <clears throat> Manny Manny was being Manny. He did Manny what he had Manny. to to win the game, baby. Can we Manny Wilkins is fun. Pick. I love God, Manny Wilkins. Can we put a list together of quarterbacks who probably aren't going to get drafted that you love? Kyle Shermer, Manny Wilkins, Eric Dunge. Nathan Rohr. It'd be a long list. Nathan Rohr. Shut up. What did you just say? <laughs> Sorry, Nathan Rohr's a big 2020 QB prospect. Uh, Didn't someone say that to you on Twitter? Yeah. Like, I love Nathan Rourke with my entire heart, but come on. Yeah, someone... What did they say? Oh, they told me, like, Daniel Jones sucks and Nathan Rourke's a better quarterback prospect. I, ret- I retweeted that big time. So. <laughs> and, uh... 
And upon me saying why Daniel Jones is better, they just said Daniel Jones makes boneheaded mistakes. Was the... is, he, is he wrong, Rob? Is he wrong? Yeah. Or she. I don't know where this was. Hey, AJ. Will oh, you be no. betting on week four matchups, but it's supposed to say week ten? <laughs> uh, yeah. Me too. There's a couple There's a couple lines that pique my interest here, Robbie. Everyone's got to use my bookie. Nothing beats my bookie. They let you bet on pretty much everything. Join now and use the promo code HEAVEN and my bookie. I'm, I'm mailing this one in. We'll match your deposit <laughs> dollar for dollar. If you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m., you can get an extra $25 in free play by using promo code HEAVEN25. That's promo code HEAVEN25 at my bookie. M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. Mybookie.com. Ag, my buddy. Week ten matchups scores from my bookie, of course. Scores really? They're from the future. I <laughs> got oh, you. Jeez, Nathan Peterman's gonna have to start with Matt Barkley as his backup. That makes me a couple of quarterbacks you love. Um, <laughs> I have mixed feelings for Matt Barkley. I remember Matt Barkley beat Ohio State as a true freshman. I thought he was. I remember when Matt Barkley was supposed to be first overall pick according to Walter Football, and I agreed. Um, Friday, 7.30 p.m., big matchup. Pitt at number 23, Virginia. Virginia is ranked. Virginia 7.5-point favorites. Why, why do you have this on our list? Because I'm, I'm going to watch it, so I was like, I might as well pick it. Ah, I respect I, that. I, I, I like I'm, Virginia. I enjoy watching them because they got my boy, Olamid Z- I can't say his name still, Zacuse. You know the receipt? Is that how you say it? I, know I don't it know. I don't know. I love him. He's one of my favorite prospects. They got Juan Thornhill and they got Bryce Hall. Those are three of my favorite prospects right now. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the University of Virginia. Me too. Their quarterback is really fast. Pitt's, Pitt, hey, Pitt's got Quadri Allison. That's like a day three running back. Pitt, uh, did they beat? No, they lost to Duke, but they gave him a run, Pitt's right? weirdly way better than I thought they would be. Pitt, I'm pretty sure. Okay, I was looking at the ACC standings are all fucked up. Pitt's second. Yeah, ACC's a Pitt's like second no. in the Coastal. In the Coastal? Yeah. No. Like, are they really? I swear to God, it's like Clemson and everything's I'm, like... Clemson's obviously good. Boston College is pretty good. Um, but up and inconsistent, like. But but it's like everyone see. is because it's no, it, like Clemson's oh, yeah. obviously really good, and then NC State, Syracuse, Boston College, Virginia are all like kind of in that next tier, and then like Pitt and Duke, and Pitt beat Duke like fifty six forty five last week. This is like, yeah, if, if Pitt beats Virginia, they're in first place in the Coastal. Pat Narduzzi, baby. It was just a long... Oh, shit. Maybe, maybe I'd pick Pitt. No, I'm taking I'm, I'm taking, taking Virginia. Virginia. Um, Bron- Bronco uh, Mendenhall's quietly done a really good job at Virginia. That's true. And yeah. they've been producing, like, actual prospects. That's true. So, yeah. Anyway. Not, not, not many. Into, but, into yeah. the absolute worst SEC game of the weekend. Because both these teams are overrated. Uh, 12 p.m. Number 25, Texas A&M at Auburn. Auburn five-point favorites. I'll take Auburn because why not? How much interest do you have in this game? And there's, like, no good 12 p.m. game, so, like, I know I'm going to be watching this. Yeah, this is on. I'll be watching it, but I have zero interest in it. Yeah. I'm going to take Auburn. Am I? Yeah, I'm going to take Auburn. Their D-line's got to do something. There's, There's so much talent there. That's that's literally my only reason. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> God, I hate Auburn. Okay, it's a good slate of Saturday games too. It's just twelve p.m. There's yeah, it's nothing. a very good like it, it, if you if you have to find time to like n- do non-football things, it's during the twelve p.m. games. 
Uh, yeah, I feel like that's been a lot this year, though. I feel like the new games have been... But there's at least been more... Like, this game's not fun to me. Like, this past <laughs> Saturday, I thought North Carolina-Virginia was fun. Like, I know it wasn't a super relevant game or anything, but I was happy to tune in. Same with Texas Tech-Iowa State at 12. Like, there's games like that. I know Ole Miss plays South Carolina, so there's, like, receiver prospects to watch, so maybe I'll watch that as well. Do you think anyone cares right now? Move on. Fuck. 3.30, number 6, Georgia at number 11, Kentucky. Georgia's 10-point favorites. Rob, give me one reason Kentucky doesn't cover the spread. Um, Their quarterback can't throw. So neither can Jake Fromm. Retweet. Uh, <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking UK plus the points because why not, man? Georgia, Georgia has been bowling people over, really. I, I know they beat Florida by a decent play. I'm Florida. taking Georgia... I wish I wasn't, but I am. Uh, I love Kentucky. You know that. Hey, Riley Ridley versus Derek Beatty. That's gonna be yeah. That's, that's gonna be fun. Yeah. Except Riley Ridley, they'll never target him, even if he's open. So it won't matter. But it's gonna be fun. Uh, and uh, if if Isaac Nada splits out wide, which he won't because they don't do anything with yeah. him on Beatty, that would have been fun. I think this. I, I'm. I, I hope Josh Allen wrecks shit though. This will also be a good test of how good Benny Snell is. Um, I guess, yeah. And Elijah Holyfield, for that matter. Uh, okay, also 330, number 12, West Virginia, at number 15, Texas. I'm taking Texas minus two, baby. I'm taking Texas as well. I don't trust either of these teams. If though, Texas but... didn't lose last week, I would take West Virginia. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, I think, I guess, Texas is more on defense than w, uh, West Virginia yep. is. And uh, I think that's going to put him over the top. Chris Boyd versus David Sills should be interesting. Yeah, that is. That's that, cool. that's, hey, we got a couple. Yeah, that's that's a that's a marquee little battle there. And Yadi Kajus versus this Texas D line is going to be a little bit fun. And this will be a big test of Will Greer, so that's good. Yep. Uh, three forty-five p.m. Number fourteen, Penn State at number five, Michigan. I didn't write down the spread. I have no idea why. Uh, I didn't. Do you know what it do is? You? I know. Well, tell me. Minus ten. I'll take Michigan. I think Penn State's Penn bad. St- Penn State's not very good, but I'm going to keep up my trend picking against Michigan, and I'll take Penn State. Like Tra- minus, uh, Trace McSorley's not very good. Uh, obviously, this feels like I don't know, man. Chase, Winov- Chase Winovich is going to eat up this offensive line. Devin Bush is going to punch people in the mouth. Lavert Hill and David Long both going to get an interception. Um, <laughs> I don't think Michigan's going to put up a ton of points, but. It's- I, I do, like, I think this is, like, a 24-10 win, Michigan. Uh, if Trace McSorley has a decent game, uh, get ready for his NFL stock talk to come back. So, watch out. Oh, God. Um, 4 p.m., <laughs> number 16, Utah, seven-point favorites at Arizona State. Big test for Zach Moss. Uh, not really. Well, actually, it is. <laughs> yeah. Arizona State's got a good run defense. Rennell Renz has done a really good job at nose tackle this year. Uh, this, yeah. I, I do think Utah covers that, though. Um, Julian Blackman versus Nikhil Harry will be interesting. Rob, I, I can never pick against Manny. I know you can't. Give me, give me Arizona State at home, but, uh, it, plus seven. I've always said Tyler Huntley's just a better, younger version of Manny. That's so mean. Uh, 7 p.m., I, I picked some why? weird games. I know. I'm sorry. Why is this here? Yeah, I have no interest in this. Duke plus the points. Duke at Miami. Miami <laughs> nine and a half point favorites. Because it actually matters, I think. 
when you look at it, yeah, Daniel Jones is taking on a defense that's loaded with NFL talent. Does the ACC actually matter? Though? No, no, not no. We already know that from our earlier talk. Virginia or Pitt is going to win the Coastal. It doesn't matter. The ACC Miami's bad. Um, but it's a it's a why good, are they favored by? So I don't much? know. Why did they bench Pe- uh, Nikosi Perry for Malik Rozier? Yeah, you know, Rozier's not it. Like. Exactly. Why not get your young guy in there because you know he's the future of your team. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Uh, Mark Rook's kind of weird. Um, also, worth watching on Duke, Joe Giles Harris. He's played really well this year. The Duke linebacker. And I don't know. I picked a lot of prospects in this game. But, yeah, I'm going to take Duke plus the points. Okay. All right, let's talk real football now, Rob. Uh, 8 p.m., number one Alabama, 14-point favorites at number four LSU. Okay, this is a night game. Death Valley. You know I'm taking LSU plus the points. I know you are. I just think Alabama is so much better this year than they've been in pa- in the past. To me, the LSU offensive line is not going to be able to stop Bugs, Williams, and Davis. On offense, I think it'll be a somewhat slow start. But Tua is so dynamic. They LSU doesn't have Devin White for the first half, which is bogus. No, but... Uh, yeah, Levin Dite is starting this ha, ha, ha. Um Yeah, that's a bad joke. Thanks, Ralph. Uh, hey, that's how the ball's a big showcase for 2020, guys. Delpit to uh, yeah. Trey Judy. Um, yeah. I think ultimately the Alabama defense is just going to wreck Joe Burrow, who I don't think is very good. I mean, Bama's clearly the better football team. Else he's at good. home. Uh, put some respect on their name. Give me, give me a plus. Good, three. interesting test for Greedy Williams against Tua and like Jerry Judy. Yeah, I'm... LC, I think LC is good enough to hang at on, at home. I think ultimately it will start slow. Alabama's going to get like a defensive touchdown because Joe Burrow sucks. Uh, yeah, Burrow's bad. Also at 8 p.m. For people who hate defense and love offense, number seven, Oklahoma, 10.5 point favorites at Texas Tech. I'm taking Oklahoma plus. I mean, I'll, I'll take them plus the points, but I'll take them minus the points as well. Three big receiver prospects. Wesley Vashern, Hollywood. Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Oklahoma minus 10.5. Um, Oklahoma going to sneak. They, they're going to sneak back into the playoffs or what? Yeah, I think so. Like into the conversation yeah. or fully in? I think into the conversation. No, com- conversation. Yeah, okay, no. They're yeah. not getting in, but into the conversation for sure. Um. Every team in the country seems like kind of secretly bad, right? Except for Alabama. They're not yeah, even secretly. Everyone's just bad except for Alabama. They're not going to Clemson. Clemson's? I don't trust Clemson. I don't fully. trust them either, but I think they're still better than everybody else that's not named Alabama. Uh, I'm not there. I, I guess. I don't trust Notre Dame. Yeah, I guess. I guess you're right. Uh, Finally, 9 p.m. This game before the season would have looked sexy. Yeah, it looked really good. Yeah. Stanford, Stanford, unranked Stanford at unranked Washington. Washington nine point favorites. Why? I was hoping you could tell me. I don't know. I'm taking Stanford plus the points. Uh, you're losing to two, by two to Cal. You're scoring ten points. Like, but what are you going to do against Stanford? I'm also taking Stanford. Hey, big fun test. JGR Seagull Whiteside, Byron Murphy. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Rapp, maybe he's on Caden Smith. I just, like, if this game goes in, like, Washington can't keep up with the Stanford offense, especially their passing attack. Washington, like, low-key doesn't have much of a pass rush. Uh, 
uh, Greg Gaines. And, St- and Stanford has a big old O-line. Um, Stanford's got two nice corners. Um, and Jake Browning's awful. Like, I, I'm happily taking Stanford in this game. Why is, Me too. Washington should be... Sh- I think Washington should be favored, ultimately. But not by more Probably. than three. Three, yeah. yeah. So that's strange. Anyway, uh, that'll do it for us. Hopefully next week is a little more fun. Uh, it's a fun slate this coming Saturday. Like, that's and a Friday, good, that's... Pitt at Virginia for the Coastal. Oh, my God. I guess it is. It's kind of... <laughs> I, I'm happy it's, it's so those bad. two, though. Aren't you? I hate Pitt. Yeah, but aren't you just happy the ACC is so shitty? I don't like West Virginia. I um, love Virginia. Oh, I love slip. Virginia. I don't know. Something bugs me about them. What? That I love them so much? Yeah. I just want to be contrarian to you. Uh, <laughs> you can follow AJ on Twitter at AJMarchese13. You can follow me at Rob Paul NFL. You can follow Armchair at AC All Americans and at Armchair NFL. Go to armchairallamericans.com. You can read my weekly NFL draft column that tends to come out on Wednesdays and my NFL rookie power ranking column that tends to come out on Thursdays. Tends to. Tends to. So, yeah. So, check <laughs> you later, fam. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.